We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It's 9.30 in 716. On edge in the Buffalo Fruit Belt neighborhood following two street violent shootings outside the same address. We are seeing people come forward. We are receiving tips, and people have to look at a homicide case like a jigsaw puzzle. The vast majority of the gun-related shootings and homicides uh, have to do with some type of gang-slash-drug activity. Crime Stoppers has been built from the beginning on uh, being anonymous if you want to remain anonymous. Uh, We don't trace numbers. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. On July 2nd, Yvette Johnson and her 17-month-old grandson, Kyrie, were killed outside their home on Grape Street. Just this past Thursday, another shooting saw two men who did not suffer life-threatening injuries shot in the same location. It has a neighborhood and Buffalo on edge, and law enforcement is responding with increased patrols and an increased ask for help from the public. You know, we haven't made an arrest uh, in either one of those shootings at this point uh, that we're disclosing. Captain Jeffrey Ronaldo with Buffalo Police on with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski first thing Monday morning. We have made extremely good progress in the first case, as we know, where the tragedy with the grandmother and the little baby died. But again, you know, we can't stress enough the need and way that we have to have the public come forward in these investigations. As you saw last week, Friday, the mayor our deputy police commissioner, they went, they walked the streets, they met with neighbors for almost two hours, they talked with people, and we are vested in these cases. Uh, The public needs to understand the amount of energy and the hearts and souls of our detectives that go into solving these crimes. And, you know, again, we are seeing that. We are seeing people come forward. We are receiving tips. And people have to look at a homicide case like a jigsaw puzzle. Every little piece helps put together the big picture for us. Did you find that you were getting more people coming forward uh, from that neighborhood or just from uh, elsewhere in the city after the second shooting took place? Well, again, anytime you see a a repeat amount of violence, people do. They have enough. People finally come forward. People say, you know what, I can't stand by and watch this anymore. So unfortunately, when you see a second event, in a close proximity to where a huge tragedy like that occurred, it, it does. It makes people step up and say, you know, enough's enough. But I can't sit by and watch this anymore. Captain, are there security cameras in that neighborhood? There are. I mean, there, I, there's safe cam project uh, cameras in that area as well as city cameras. And again, you know, cameras are extremely helpful. You know, a picture tells a thousand words and it helps us to put together um kind of what the incident is. A lot of times in a lot of crimes, not just homicides, but the cameras might only catch 
person walking into an area, somebody walking out of an area, might not catch the actual crime itself. But again, it's that jigsaw puzzle concept. It's just another piece that helps us put together the whole picture. There was a lot of shock when uh, we were reporting last Friday morning about a second shooting outside that same home on Grape Street. Can you remember uh, maybe a more brazen act than that to go back to that same home? So much attention placed on that first shooting and... uh, commit another crime like that another shooting can you remember anything like that happening in recent memory you know i i can't in recent memory as i think you know we've said before in this case this was a very targeted event from the first incident to now this one um and unfortunately it's causing a lot of concern in that neighborhood um but again it's it's not a random act of violence we we are very strongly convinced that all of this was targeted violence and it's something that you know you, you have to as a community you have to stand up and you have to trust that we are going to do everything we can to help put these people in jail and make sure that people are safe we know there's a lot of concern about cooperating with the police but as deputy Gramalia said that's why we have a confidential tip line if you call in information and do not wish to be contacted we will not contact you. We do not trace that phone number. It is confidential, and it's information that we use to help put together that big picture. You know, you were talking about this targeted violence. How much of the problem is gang-related? Uh, unfortunately, a lot of it is gang-related. You know, you have a lot of factions of the city that are battling over controlling uh, either drug trade or just territory, and unfortunately that turns into violence, and that violence spills out onto the streets. And that uh, being gang-related, is that maybe one of the reasons why you're finding it difficult in some cases to get support from the community because they're worried about what might happen after they say something? Well, I think it's twofold. I think that there is a concern from the community, and, and it's understood that you know they, they have safety concerns. They live in the neighborhoods where this activity takes place. But also I think a part of it, too, is that a lot of that activity – doesn't necessarily happen in the public eye. It happens amongst gang members, and it happens in areas where only they operate or they happen to be. And, again, there's no incentive for gang members to come forward and cooperate with the police. Usually where you see uh, cooperation from them is either, number one, where they realize that they are now a target marked to be killed, and their only hope is to come in and talk with the police, and or, you know, you see people that, decide to uh, cooperate with the police for other reasons. Captain, how would you describe police relations with the African-American community? Well, again, every community uh, has some challenges with that. I know here in Buffalo, I think we have good relations with our African-American community. We work tirelessly with all kinds of community groups and neighborhood watch clubs. And, you know, again, if people have distrust, if people have issues, we have community meetings every single month in every single district. If, if there's issues, you have to come forward and bring those issues to us. You have to talk about if there's a problem, if there's a lack of trust, if there's a reason that you're unhappy with your police service. You know, we can only change, we can only improve upon issues that we're aware of. And if we're not aware of them, you can't hold us to the fact that you're not happy with the service that you receive from the police. The uptick in street violence has those who help fight crime looking for the public to help more. And organizations like Crime Stoppers 
are key. We're a community organization. It's been around since 1990. Crime Stoppers, Kevin Hoffman. Uh, we work with all law enforcement agencies. Our partners, you know, are all the West New York uh, law enforcement agencies. But we are a community organization. We're not run by any local police department or that. And uh, basically, we are a venue for the public to reach out and give tips on crimes um, if they are uh, want to remain anonymous or if they're not comfortable for whatever reason to uh, go directly to the police. I will say that we always encourage the public to first go to the police with any tips that they have if they if they feel that they want to do that. If they don't, we are a venue uh, for that. We were just talking a few minutes ago with Captain Jeff Rinaldo of Buffalo Police, who was talking about the, their confidential tip line that police have and the fact he says if you want to be confidential, you'll be confidential. We don't trace phone numbers. Does Crime Stoppers work in a similar way? Yeah, Crime Stoppers has been built from the beginning on uh, being anonymous if you want to remain anonymous. Uh, we don't trace numbers. We have a, uh, a uh, new app that we've uh, just recently started, and uh, everything is done uh, in confidence. Um, it doesn't mean that the people at some point may not want to give their information. If they do, that's up to them. But um, we work off a number system. If they give a tip that leads to an arrest or an indictment, we, we only know them as a number. And that number is used for them to whenever uh, the uh, reward, if there is one, is uh, going to be paid out. And they go to a location, they give the number, and they get their reward. Now, how important is that? I think so much attention is placed on that reward, but the anonymity of it has to be uh, the number one thing that helps you guys out. Well, yeah, it helps us out, and it helps it helps them out too sometimes. I mean, uh, the challenges, uh, depending on the crimes that are involved, and the, uh, especially the, the ones of a more violent nature, um, a lot of times people just aren't comfortable coming forward with their information. And that's why the confidentiality, uh, whether through a police department or through uh, Crime Stoppers, is so important to give them that comfort level to be able to uh, give forward the information that helps with the investigations. You know, a lot of people wonder, where do you get the money to post these rewards? Well, we are uh, probably about uh, 90% uh, Public, not publicly, uh, privately funded through, uh, you know, fundraisers that we've done over the years that we continue to do. And uh, more recently, uh, we've been getting some uh, money from some of the public, uh, uh, you know, police department, the DA, the sheriff's department. The, the city of Buffalo for the last four or five years has put up a asset forfeiture fund to assist with the uh, the rewards that we give out regarding homicides. The DA has put up uh, $25,000 to help us with an opiate initiative that we started in March. And more recently, the Sheriff's Department has put up uh, um, over $10,000 to help us generate and put together a new uh, uh, tip for Crime Stoppers Buffalo, Buffalo Tips. We're joined live in studio by Kevin Hoffman of Crime Stoppers of Buffalo, talking about recent violence in the city and Crime Stoppers' role in helping to solve some of these crimes. Kevin, uh, interested in your involvement in Crime Stoppers, uh, some of your history, how did you start in Crime Stoppers and what were you doing before that? Well, I got involved in Crime Stoppers about seven or eight years ago. I was a police officer for 27 years, uh, retired from Amherst, New York uh, Police. And then I worked for a while down at the uh, with uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration and then also more recently um, down at the Erie Crime Analysis Center at Buffalo Police Headquarters. So a long history in law enforcement, and in that, I'm sure you've seen the need for this Crime Stoppers program. Yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a good program. It's, it's, the, it's a private, uh, it's the public wanting to help in some way uh, law enforcement. I mean, the, our board 
is probably about half retired law enforcement and about half from all different uh, facets of of the community. And uh, everybody just wants to give back and help out if they can in some way. Um, We're not, nobody's trying to take away from the police or anything. We want to help the police and just, if we can get some information, one piece that leads to that piece that allows uh, for the arrest to be made, it's all good. Now, this is a national program, too, isn't it? It is. There's actually, well, it's international now. There's over 1,200 uh, crime stoppers throughout, like, 25 countries. But in uh, in the U.S. alone, there's probably at least 600 of them. It's been around since 1976, uh, you know, in, in the country and in Buffalo since 1990. Wow. You mentioned not taking away from police but helping them. Uh, it's got to be, and speaking from experience for yourself as a police officer, it's got to be nice because police can't be everywhere all the time to have as many eyes as they can uh, wherever, all across the city and community. Right, exactly. It's that whole see something, say something. I mean, the public is out there. The police are doing their patrol. They're doing the work uh, day in and day out. But there there are numerous times when the public's going to see something that the police don't. Um, they uh, may call the police department. They may uh, use our venue to get the information to us. Once it comes to us, it gets forwarded to whatever the police department of jurisdiction is for that particular time. Maybe people feel more comfortable calling Crime Stoppers than they would a police department? Sometimes. You know, I I, I can't speak for um, everyone, obviously. I mean, in, in my case, I would be more comfortable calling directly to a police department. But in some communities, they may not be that comfortable. And, and this just gives them another venue um, to do that. And uh, um the information still gets to the right source. Our in-studio guest, Kevin Hoffman of Crime Stoppers, and we've been talking about the different ways for people to contact, whether it's police or Crime Stoppers, to provide information. And there's a new way to contact Crime Stoppers through an app, right? Uh, yes, there is. We uh, we just recently, you know, starting back in March, we we started a new opiate initiative to try to help with the opiate uh, epi- epidemic as, as we could. And uh, since then, our, our tip volume has gone, gone up dramatically. So we decided to put together a, uh, a Crime Stoppers uh, app because everybody seems to be using apps to more efficiently uh, take the tips in to give the, the people that want to give the tips basically the information that um, an investigator may be asking them on the information that they're willing to provide. Uh, it kind of gives them the opportunity to look at it first to see the type of questions um, and fill in what they can and then send directly to us um, through the uh, through the uh, app. Yeah, how does the the app work when you want to stay anonymous? Well, the app works anonymous because because basically every, everybody is is given a number when they submit a tip. We don't get any names, we don't get any phone numbers. They just get a, a number that they can follow up on to look back on the tip. And if and when uh, it leads to an arrest or an indictment, then that tip number is going to be used for them to collect the reward that uh, was given out in the uh, particular case. At the Erie County District Attorney's Office, DA John Flynn is watching closely and is concerned. It's very disturbing, um, but I, I think that uh, you know the public should understand. While, while again, I, I don't want to specifically comment on what our investigation has revealed so far. It's like I said, it's ongoing. That you know th- th- these are not. Uh, again, probably, like I said, you know, you know, not a coincidence here. Um, uh, uh, and uh, I mean, uh, and you know, you, you have a situation here where, uh, as you're seeing, you know, throughout this throughout the city of Buffalo, the vast majority of the gun-related uh, shootings and homicides 
uh, have to do with some type of gang slash drug activity. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that this one on Grave Street does, all right? Uh, would I be, at the end of the day, would I be surprised if it did? Absolutely not. But I can tell you in general, the, the, the vast majority of the crimes that, that, uh, and shooting crimes specifically that are uh, occurring here in the city of Buffalo are gang slash drug related. And the Buffalo Police Department uh, is doing a great job uh, to try to minimize uh, uh, these incidents. We are, um, uh, I got the numbers here from the State uh, Criminal Justice Division here uh, in front of me right now. And um, uh, individuals killed by firearms are actually down from last year, believe it or not. Uh, now, 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 these numbers are, are up and through uh, June of, of 2018. The, the number of shooting incidents is, is ironically exactly the same as it was last year. There were 97 uh, shooting incidents uh, uh, in the same time period last year from January through the end of June. There's 97 this year from January uh, through uh, the end of June. So the, the, the numbers um, uh, haven't gone up at all really uh, for, for shooting incidents. And actually the numbers have gone down for those killed by firearms uh, from last year. So. The Buffalo Police Department, um, it, I believe, is doing a great job, uh, you know, getting out there, uh, uh, trying to stem this violence. Uh, we, you know, but we need help. We, we, you know, we need members of the community who see something, who know something, to contact us. Back tomorrow. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.